Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Then he told him to take off his shoes. You're on holy ground. I took my shoes off just a while ago. I thought, God, we're on holy ground. There's a lot of reasons he told him that, but one of the things I think I like best, as I heard it one time said, he said he didn't want anything between man's feet and holiness. He wanted man's feet planted directly on holiness. Hallelujah. We stand here tonight serving a holy God. How many knows he's a holy God? A righteous God. How many knows now that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. We give him praise. We're going to do our decoration before our speaker comes tonight. As you all know, Brother Andre's with us. How many appreciated that message this morning? Oh, my goodness. I hadn't got to see him in a while, and I picked him up at the motel on this morning and was bringing him to church. And I said, Andre, I don't know what this is, but this is the first time that I've really felt it this week is that this is a divine appointment. And he said, oh, it truly is. And I want to tell you, we received a word in season. If you didn't get what he said this morning, you need to go back and get the tape because I'm sure it's on tape. It's live. We, have, we, we film live every Sunday morning. And you need to hear the prophetic word that went over this church. This church should have exploded at the seams at the divine promise it's upon it. Amen. Oh my God spoke so richly to us this morning. And I don't know what's in store for tonight, but I know that the Lord's got something beautiful. You ready for the declaration? Here we go. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. How many believes that? Amen. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. Give him praise for that. Amen. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and to those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've got two water bottles tonight, so if that is a sign of what's coming, I don't know. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a good hand, will you? How many of you love it when the Holy Spirit does new things amongst us all the time? Aren't you glad you belong to a Holy Spirit church where nothing is boring? You cannot predict the meetings. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. You cannot predict the meetings. Great to be here tonight. I want you to pray for us. I am on my way this coming Wednesday to South Africa. That's where I come from. I'm going to minister uh, northeast, southwest of the nation. Pray for our safety. There is some areas where it's very, very dangerous to go in. Um, 
Cape Town, where I'm going, is, one of, is, is number 11 of the most dangerous cities in the world. Um, and uh, there's other areas that is scary, especially to drive at night, so pray for us that God will protect us. Um, South Africa has become the most dangerous nation to go into that's not in a war. So um, we need God's protection. Pray for that. Pray also for the upper room. And um, <clears throat> there's so many things happening behind the scenes. Um, <clears throat> and this is not about an offering. Uh, but we have come to a point in our ministry that uh, offerings does not cover our budget anymore. We need miracles financially because of the upper room and bringing global leaders together. Um, I have a prophetess. She's really a prophetess. It's a lady from Jerusalem. Uh, she's an Arab woman, highly anointed by God. She's coming to the upper room, and I have another Arab who's an optometrist and a great man of God. He wrote 15 books. He's an Arab. He has a church in Ramallah, Palestine, where all the uh, trouble is coming from. He has a church in Jerusalem. And... Um, and I pay for all these tickets because I feel that these are very key voices. I have a, a Messianic Jew coming in again who will speak and many other leaders. There's some powerful leaders in America that's coming to the table. So pray for me because um, I travel and I live by faith and I've stirred something that is now going global. Uh, like I told you this morning, we have invitations to 32 nations in South America. The friends of mine, they are... they. They predict that they will plant between 30 and 40,000 churches in the next five years in South America. These are not dreamers. These are facts. They are doing it as I speak. They are in Vietnam as I speak. Uh, and I saw what they were doing there this week. So they, they want us to bring the prayer movement there. And um, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know when I'm going to get to all these nations. It is uh, when you allow the Holy Spirit to take over... You better, you better get some wings. You're going to fly, fly, fly. So thank you. Pray for us. I don't ask you for money. I just ask you to pray, okay? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? I'll let you go off. You're free. You, you don't need to give anything. Just pray. Amen. Brother, I will never grab you like that in front of your chest again. It's the Holy Ghost. Blame it on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And uh, I felt so sorry for him, amen. He's a, such a good man. But anyway, so now you're a part of my sermon. I hope they, hope they put that on camera so that at least we can have another look at that. <clears throat> okay. A few weeks ago, I was on a cruise in Alaska. The Lord blessed us um, in a very sovereign way to go there. And one of the things they have as an excursion, you can watch whales. You go off the main cruise ship, you watch whales. Another one is you can watch eagles. So we took this excursion for about three hours and we saw many, many eagles. How many of you know that there's something about the eagle? Is this America? How many of you know that America has something to do with an eagle? Or an, this is the nation of the eagle. While I was on the cruise ship, I, I was looking for other excursions because I wanted to see whether they have an excursion that you can take a trip for three hours and watch chickens. 
but I could not find. They don't offer that. How many of you are not surprised they did not offer a trip to view chickens? Come on. How many of you, when you see an eagle, you're in awe? Oh, yeah. Can you hear that? How many of you are in awe when you see a chicken? Come on. I'm talking to you. You need to respond. When you invite somebody to your church, I'm the guest, and I talk to you, I want a response. Otherwise, I'm going to leave. If you invite somebody to your house and they talk to you and you don't talk back, why did you invite him? Have you ever been to a house and after five minutes you want to leave? You are nervous because you have no idea what I'm doing here. Not even I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Have you ever been to a house and after two hours you cannot leave the house? Why? They made you feel comfortable. I've been to such places. Anyway, so back to the chickens and the eagles. So <clears throat> I watched eagles and, you know, many times the Lord will speak to you and me out of very simple things in life. You know, sometimes when, especially when you are Pentecostal, you think God's always going to talk to you like the angel Gabriel. I've learned that God speaks to you in very simplistic ways. Beginning of last year, I asked the Lord after the previous year's upper room, I said, Lord, what must I do next? And the Lord showed me a picture when I was a little boy and I pick up stones and I throw them into the pond. And I try to throw as big as a stone as I can, handle, throw it into the pond. And then I want to see what kind of a ripple effect I can cause. How many of you done that when you were a little boy? A few of you. Thank you. Where did you grow up? And the Lord said to me last year, he said, son, I want you to throw another stone and I will guarantee the ripple effect. So I threw a stone and I did what I did last year through the upper room. And the Lord is now causing a ripple effect that's going global. So what I'm saying to you is that God will speak to you in very simple language. But when he speaks to you simple, it's still profound. Come on. That's the way God is. He can speak very simple. But be careful. What, the simplicity is loaded with dynamite. And when it starts to manifest, it's going to explode. Amen? How many of you are here to just have a prophetic picture of your own life? Mm, nobody respond. Let me just see whether I can find something else to preach about. Oh. I want to talk to you tonight about eagles and chickens. You say, well, what on the earth are you going, what's going on with you? Well, here we go. In Isaiah 40, verse 31, in the Amplified Bible, we read this beautiful scripture. It says, but those who wait for the Lord. Is there anybody here that came tonight to wait on the Lord? We are all here for the same reason. For those of you who wait on the Lord, who expect, look for, hope in Him. Anybody hope in Him? Come on. Your hope is not in the pulpit. Your hope is in Him. 
will gain new strength and renew their power. See, anybody here that's, that's ready to gain strength and power? That's why we came. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. That's what the Bible says. And he says, like eagles. It's amazing that God is here talking about eagles. Well, if God can talk about eagles, then I can talk about eagles. What is so significant about an eagle that the creator of the universe wrote a whole verse on eagles and say something about eagles? Watch what he says. He says, they will rise up like eagles, rising toward, towards the sun, S-U-N. Now, in the spirit, we are eagles, and we're going to rise up to the S-O-N. Come on. But he says, they will rise up to the sun, they will run and not be weary, they will walk and not grow tired. Now, watch the scripture. It says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, hope in him, will gain new strength, renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles, like eagles, like eagles, rising to the sun. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not run and not grow weary. Walk, run, walk. One moment he talks about how we will go up. The next moment he says, he talks about our run and our walk. That tells me he's talking about you and me who walk on the earth, but he compares us with an eagle. There's more than 10,000 bird species in the world. And out of 10,000 bird species, God chose the eagle. He chose the eagle and he compares us with an eagle. That is very, very, very significant. Now, um, in Psalm 55, verse 6 to 8, in the Amplified Bible again, we find David. We all know about David, and David said, and I say, this is now David. He says, oh, that I had wings like a dove. So David is writing, and he says, oh, I have such a desire for wings. How many of you sometimes made statements like that and you have no idea why you said it? David said, oh, I wish I had wings like a dove. And then watch what he says. He says, I would fly away and be at rest. That tells me that David was in a situation where he was not at rest. How many of you just had desires and you, you have no idea how to even pronounce your desire? We all have it. So David said, oh, I, had, I wish I had wings that I, that I can fly away and be at rest. I would wander far away. Now watch what he says. First, he desire the wings. And then he says, when I have wings, I will wander far away. I will wander far away. I will lodge in the peace of the wilderness. That tells me that David had no peace. You see, there is a desire in you and me for wings, the wings of the Spirit. Now, this is what David wrote in Psalm 55. 
He says, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the peace of the wilderness. I would hurry to my refuge. How many of you sometimes feel like you, if you can just hurry to get away to a place of refuge? See, that's the desire in a human being. We have a desire to just get away from circumstances, issues, difficulties, challenges. That's what David wrote about. He says, I would hurry to my refuge, my tranquil shelter far away from the stormy wind and from the tempest. So here we have David desiring wings. In Acts chapter 2, God gave the church wings, the wings of the Spirit. Come on. But then back to Isaiah 40, 31, where God compares you and me with eagles. And, you know, sometimes when I get quiet and I let the Lord just reign in my presence with incredible peace, it's amazing the download that comes from the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how God speaks to me and you through ordinary things and he leads you into something extraordinary. And all I want to do tonight is I want to talk to you about what the Bible tells you you are and what he compares you with. Now sometimes when God say you will soar like an eagle, you need to look at the opposite and you need to look at what God did not say. Aren't you glad that God did not say you will soar like chickens? Come on, church. He did not say that. Because God is the creator. And God decided, I cannot afford to compare my church with a bird in the, birds, in the bird world that does not speak prophetically of what I mean for my people, what I want for my people. Come on. Now I'm going to say a few things tonight that's going to be very uh, laugh out loud. How many of you do Facebook? Oh, the laugh out loud. It's the first time I saw that, I had no idea what LOL means, and I thought, my God, I must be very old-fashioned. But I, and then I found out, so... It's going to be humorous tonight, okay? Can, can, can we do some humorous stuff here? Oh, thank you for your excitement. It's really inspiring. You must understand I'm from Africa. And the anointing on me, when I go black, I can really go black. You just give me the right keyboards behind me, and you just respond black, and I can do black. Come on. I had a woman in Louisiana who asked me in 97, she said to me, why aren't you black? That's when I came into America. I was ministering in the church. We had 14 services. We had incredible healings, miracles. And I was staying in the hotel and she was working at the hotel and she said to me, why aren't you black, Pastor Andre? I said, why do you ask me that? She said, because I heard you are from Africa. I said, yes, I am from Africa. I was born and raised in Africa. I said, I'm about to become an African-American. And she said to me, you cannot be an African-American. Can you believe it that a woman asks you those kind of questions? I said, ma'am, I will be an African-American. 
She says, no, you need to be black. I said, well, I will be an African-American. And she went on and on and on. And she come to the meetings every night. She works at the front desk in the hotel. I almost said to the pastor, can you check me out into another hotel? And she asked me more and more and more questions. You know what I said to her? I said to her, I'm an albino. She's quiet till this day. Amen. I don't know where that came from, but that just jumped out of this whole thing here. So David had a desire to fly away and stay away. God gave him wings. Now let me say a few things about eagles and and chickens. And I want you to see the comparison. And the more I thought about this, I said to myself, Lord, you're amazing. You are amazing even in your comparisons in the word, when you compare us with eagles, you know what you're talking about. Because, you know, we just take the eagle for granted. But I'm going to tell you a few things that are so simple that maybe you've never thought about it. Because that's what the Lord dropped into my spirit. Now, here it comes. Number one, eagles rise above storms. We all know that. Ordinary birds, when the storm come, they go into the bushes and into the trees, and that's where they hide. How many of you know you can hide in the bush and in the, and in the tree and still be unsafe? Not an eagle. An eagle does not go and sit in a tree. He rises above the storm, and that's why God said, I compare you with eagles. Come on, church. You are above your storm. Your storm can do you no harm because you have the spiritual ability to rise above it. Come on. The higher the storm, the higher you can go. Okay, now. So, eagles has wings that take them above. How many of you know that a chicken cannot go above a storm because he has wings but it's ornaments? Have you ever seen a chicken in a cage that try to fly? It's just really not impressive. Come on. You can probably notice that I made a a study of chickens. No, we had a chicken coop when I was a little boy. And when the Lord spoke to me about eagles, the Lord brought that back out of my childhood days. And I said, my Lord Jesus, I'm so glad I'm not a chicken. I'm so glad Isaiah 40, 31 does not say, but those who wait upon the Lord will gain new strength and new power, and they will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like chickens. That's not what the Bible says. Now, okay, let me go on. Any other bird has limitations in their wings. They have wings, but their wings are limited. Not eagles. I just watched a clip this week of an eagle that they restored the wings. And he was sitting on the edge of a major uh, rock. And there was about 30, 40 cameras focused on him. And for about 30 minutes, the eagle had had his wings spread out. But for a long time, his wings were broken. But they helped him to restore. And he will go like this for 30 minutes. And he's sitting on the cliff. And he, he just wants to lift his feet. But he, he's not sure. Whether, because for a long time, he did not fly. He was on the hands of man. So he did not fly. But man helped him to restore. And he's sitting there for 30 minutes. Like, it's impressive to see it. 
and, 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 and major, major heights from where he was sitting. And he had such an appetite to jump off the cliff and fly and soar. But he was just not sure whether he's still an eagle. Come on. If you're not sure whether you're still an eagle, you will sit on the cliff and never soar. And the moment he got the courage to jump off the cliff and he opened his wings, he discovered, I'm an eagle. I can soar. I don't need to sit on the rock where man controls me. Come on, church. I pray that God will help people tonight. That you came in here walking like a chicken, but you will soar out of here, rediscovering your true nature in Christ Jesus. Okay. Now, some insights. Now, I'm going to say a few things tonight that you do not say in the pulpit. So when I'm getting to that point where I'm going to say what you don't say in the pulpit, brother, why do you laugh? Because you are already ready for this. That man, that, he just waited for this. This is up his alley. Pastor, that's one of your elders. I don't know. You better lay hands on him. Or he needs to just stand back for a year and then rather come back again. He's, you know, so what, I'm, what you don't say in the pulpit, I will say right over here or right over there. Is that a deal? Come on, because in order to understand who you are, you need to hear the opposite side. Uh, thank you for your excitement. Really, again, it's really, it's really very impressive. Thank you. Now, okay. In the first place, chickens gather in a chicken coop. How many of you ever heard about an eagle coop? Come on. I'm going to make you think. You will never see eagles gather in, a, in an eagle coop because eagles do not gather in a coop. It's not related to them. Can you see how smart God is? I mean, thousands of years ago when that scripture was, was, came forth, God already knew that in as, life, as long as the bird species will exist on the earth, the eagle will always live up to the standard of an eagle. And God said, I will write and I will compare my people to an eagle. Come on, church. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful that in the DNA of an eagle, he cannot turn into a chicken because if he does turn into a chicken, he will make the whole scripture irrelevant. But the creator of the eagle knew that and he says, I will compare them with a bird that is above all other. God has created you to be above all other. That's why he created us to rule and to reign. Amen? Now, okay. So we just, chickens are in a chicken coop. Now, I remember, I remember, I remember so well when I was a child and I go to the chicken coop. And, uh, and the first thing, when I get closer, uh, I just heard, the whole day. Have you ever heard that sound? Come on. The modern day young people, you probably don't have chicken coops, but there's a few older people, their hands go up. Come on. You know, that sound? Come on. Aren't you glad? You know, sometimes when you go to a certain church, you, you hear. Oh, some, some Christians are like chickens. Oh, they complain and they make noise and they moan and groan. Not in this church. I'm talking about other churches. <laughs> oh, I've been to some chicken churches where you hear that sound. Amen? 
Thank you for your excitement. The other thing, and I'm, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to go out of the pulpit now. The, the one thing that I found in a chicken coop is chicken poop. Come on. And it's everywhere. Come on. What am I talking about? You're not going to find that from the eagle. The eagle is in a different class. And, uh, but when you go to a chicken coop, that's what you will find. And, and I want, there's a lot of prophetic lessons here. You need to listen to this. Because God wants to set you free. And um, so there's poop all over the place. They're all stuck in a cage. They all have wings. I've seen chickens that sit this high and then they try to fly. Whoa, man, it's a crash landing within two meters. You know, some Christians are like that. They have wings, but they never fly. They have wings, but they spend 99% of their time in a coop of circumstances, smelling the poop of Satan. Come on, I'm talking to you straight tonight. Because I want to say this to you, God is going to set us free. Because we can so easily become like that and even smell like that. So, the, the, the wings are ornaments. Chickens has no sky experience. Chickens can see the sky, but they can never get there. Come on. They, they can't go there. How, would you love to be a Christian, but you can never get a lift off in the spirit? How many of you came tonight and even in the, when the worship was going on, how many of you sense there's a lift off in the spirit? Come on. Did you sense that when that lady started singing that song another, another time? Suddenly there was a lift off in the spirit. What is that? That's the eagle. That's the spirit of the eagle. That's the spirit of the Holy Spirit that is giving us. Thank God for a church that makes room for the Holy Spirit. That makes room for the wings of the Holy Spirit. To give us a lift off. Chickens has no sky experience. Listen to this one. Chickens. How many of you ate chicken today? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And the rest of you? How many of you ate eagles today? Eagles are not eagles. Man does not eat eagles. Not even in Africa do they eat eagles. Why? God has never compared you with something that will be ate and absorbed by man. Come on, church. I am eagle mentality. And I'm not, I'm not about to fall in the hands of man. I'm not about to fall in the hands of religion. I'm not controlled by man because I am not chicken. I am eagle by nature. Come on. That's so powerful when I thought about it. That man does not eat eagles. And God knew it. 
God knew it that the eagle would be so superior that he will compare you and me with eagles and no other bird. Aren't you glad for that? That tells me that we need to rethink why do we sometimes find the characteristics of chickens amongst us when God says you will soar like an eagle. Amen? Okay, let me say a few other things. God has never created you to be controlled by man. I'm not talking about when you stand under authority and you know how authority works. There's nothing wrong with that. When you have a job, you work for somebody, you are under authority. I, I understand by that. But there's too many people that are under the control and in the grip of man. And they fear man. And God says, I never intended that to be that way. And if there's anything in your life that you realize, I am dancing the tune according to what man, the music that man plays, you need to ask the Lord to deliver you from that. Amen? Chickens become part of mass production. How many of you know that chickens in America is in the process of mass production? I mean, they have places where they keep the lights on and they feed them 24-7. Why? Because the chicken is on his way to your stomach. They are in a process where they have no choice. And I want to say to people tonight, God says you are not in a process controlled by man. I'm going to set you free tonight from the control, from the mass production. Come on, church. Come on, church. I remember... I remember in uh, January 1987, when I resigned my church, I went to a certain Bible school, my wife and I, and we just, just decided that we will attend this Bible school for two years as an interim from our church into the nations. And um, on my way there, I saw a vision of an eagle and a parrot. And the Lord just showed me a lot of things about the eagle and the parrot while I was driving to this Bible school. But I don't want to go to the Bible school, to be honest with you, because I've already been in a ministry. But I felt the Lord said, you must go and just see the bigger picture of what's going on in the kingdom of God. And I saw the eagle in the sky, and the Lord said to me, the eagle, if you put the eagle into the cage of the parrot, the eagle is dead. If you take the parrot out, put him in the sky, he's dead. Because the little parrot sings a little tune and man gives him some seed and water and he is just adorable. But eagles don't, the eagles, the, the span of the eagle's wings is too big. Uh, a cage will kill him. And God says some of you has, has become so used to being so limited in your thinking and what you do. God says, I want to get you out of that and restore your wings tonight. So I saw that and the Lord said to me this uh, while I saw the two pictures and I'm not going to tell you everything that God told me. And, and then the Lord said to me, son, uh, I have, I've made you an eagle. You will fly to places where the chicken can never go, where the parrot can never go. Nobody will give you food, but you will catch your food. You will live by faith. And um, as I drove to this church to register, I came into the main buildings where you register for Bible school for two years. And they had a bronze eagle as big as one of those screens up there in the back. That sits on the, on, 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 on the wall. And when I saw it, I said, Lord, that's exactly what you just told me in the car. 
And then the Lord said to me, son, what's your name? I said, oh, my name. Oh, my real name, God. Oh, my real name is not Andre. My real name is Arendt. A-R-E-N-D. That's the Dutch word for eagle. So the Lord spoke to me that way. Now, I'm talking to you tonight, and I want to say to you tonight, God says, this is an eagle church. This is, a, this is an eagle's nest. This, and when you go to the eagle's nest, and there's a few things I need to say. So, chickens are part of mass production. Chickens are ordinary. Eagles operate in a different world. Chickens are fed, but eagles catch their food. The chicken are food for men, and the, and, and the chicken are food for men, and even the eggs are food for men. How many of you know that we love the chicken and the egg? Sometimes we eat the chicken that comes out of the egg, and sometimes we eat the chicken that's still in the egg, but we love both. I don't know which one came first, but man, we control the egg and we control the chicken. It's humorous, but it makes you think. It's just the way it is. The chicken are food for man, and the eggs are food for man. The, it, the chicken head, which is the legacy, is also food. Come on. The, the only legacy that the chicken has is his own egg. But we even swallow up the whole legacy. Think about it. I don't want to live a life where my legacy is controlled by man. I don't want to live a life and everything I do is subject to what people say. No church. We are eagles. We are a people of the spirit. Uh, and and, and pray, a palace of praise, your legacy must not be controlled by man. You, it cannot happen. Now, man takes the eggs of the chicken daily. Chickens will sometimes lay their eggs all over the coop. That's the other thing I saw when I got into the coop. I said, my Lord, there is an egg over there, and there's two eggs over here, and there's one egg over there, and then I find another egg. Egg, I want to get on the side of the platform, the pulpit, and I found eggs that has poop on it. Pastor, I will probably never get an invitation back, but I'm going to finish this thing. And then I find feathers in the poop that sits on the egg. And my father said, go and get the eggs. So I come with all the eggs, and I say, Dad, look at this. This is a mess. But we will clean it up. You see, but that's, that's chickens. And I want to say, may the Lord help you and me, that our coop, our homes, our families, our legacy, whatever we come on, can touch will never look like that. Come on, church. I, I, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm telling you, I don't want my legacy to have poop on it and feathers in it. But see, that's chickens. You will never find an eagle do that. Never. An eagle is a proud bird. He's independent. I'm so glad America is not compared to a chicken. Okay, thank you. Now, how many of you heard about cowbirds? Then you have cowbirds. What do they do? That's another kind of bird. They are the kind of bird. They come and they lay their eggs in other birds' nests. And then the other bird can come and sit on the eggs. And when the chickens come out, he, he realizes, man, there's one here that doesn't look like me. But I'm just going to sit on him because I don't know where this thing came from. But you see, that's what somebody else came who has no character dropped their egg. That's a cowbird. They drop their eggs in other nests and other birds take care of them. Come on, church. We are a people 
that are not cheap. I'm so glad that God said we will soar like eagles. I told you this is going to be humorous. So don't blame me now. Okay, listen to this. You will never hear that eagles are eaten by man. You will never find eagles' eggs easy. They will always lay their eggs in a place where you will not easily get to them. Why? They are different. And I want to say to you, become proud of who you are in Christ. Don't become careful how you speak, what you say. Become people that does not leave your legacy just everywhere. You know, when it comes to ministry and when it comes to pastors and I love everybody and I have a policy that I believe something good comes out of everybody. But when it comes to leadership, I do not rub shoulders with every Dick, Tom and Harry. Does that make me better than others? No, I'm not better than anybody. I'm saved by grace and by grace I'm saved. But I have come to a conclusion that I need to know who somebody is before I'm going to walk with him. Because I'm not going to walk with somebody that looked like an eagle but he has chicken manners. And I'm not going to walk with somebody that act like an eagle, but he smells like chicken poop. Because I've met some Christians and I've met some leaders. They have a lot of poop in their life and then they try to act like an eagle, but I am better than that. I do smell pretty well. And I want to say to all of you, let's get our act together and come in alignment with what God said we will be and we should be. Now. Eagles' legacy are in the eggs. They push out the young eagle to fly before man can get to them. That's what they do. When they sit in the nest and they build big nests, I've seen now again, they build very large nests and they come back every year to that nest. But when that little eaglet becomes big enough, they push him out. Why? Because the mother and the father know there must come a time that my little chicklet is going to discover his wings. And when I came to the church this morning, pastor said to me, I noticed here that you have children that stand with the people here and they pray with the people. And then I noticed, that noticed you have an adult here and then a young boy and a young girl will read a scripture here. And pastor said to me, we are bringing our children into the culture of serving and reading scriptures and pray. What are you doing? You are pushing, pushing your young eaglets out of the nest and you let them discover at a very young age who they are in Christ Jesus so that when they grow up to be a big eagle, a big mother, and a father, and a come on church, it's time that we do train the next generation that they are not chickens and that they are eagles and where they come from and who, where they were bred and that they come out of the presence of the Lord. Come on. Come on. Very important. So you will never hear that eagles are eaten by man. You will never find the eagles' eggs easy. Eagles will never leave their eggs or legacy where man can easily get a hold of it. They push their chicklets out of the nest. Eagles' eggs are flying eggs. How many of you realize, and, and I'm almost finished, I'm just doing a comparison here. How many of you realize that you can get an eagle to sit on a chicken egg, that egg will never fly? Come on, because in the DNA of that egg, there is no eagle. 
So it doesn't matter what you put on a chicken's egg, you will still get a chicken with two wings that cannot operate. But God says that I have made you eagles and you must soar. You will soar like eagles. And I'm talking about the spirit now here. That's what I'm talking about. So let me say one or two other things. So eagles eggs are flying eggs. Eagles drop. Listen to this one. Eagles drop on their prey, pick it up and let it fall to death. When an eagle comes down on his prey, he will grab his prey in a split second of a moment. He will grab a fish out of the water. He will grab a little deer. He will grab a snake. Come on. With, those, with his feet. And he will take that thing up into the air. And in the air, the eagle is in control. And it's about time that you and I go up in the spiritual realm where we are in control. And I don't want to say too much there and quote a lot of scriptures. I'm just saying, I, I think you, you, you get the message. Now listen to this. When a snake sail on the earth, the snake is in control. The moment you come close to a snake, that thing will stand up and he will attack you. What does the eagle do? He comes, he grabs the snake in his feet taken up in the air, and the first thing that happened is the snake loses control. Because in the sky, the snake cannot position himself on, in the dust and on the earth. So the eagle lifting up into the sky, and he hangs, and he has no grip. And what does the eagle do? He just drops him. And he falls to death. And God is saying, get Satan under your feet. And leave him under your feet. And soar in the spirit. And you will reign over every evil thing that tr Satan is trying to throw at you. I'm talking to people tonight that just need to shake off certain DNA of a chicken that has come into your life. Because it happens so easily. That we go into a pity party mentality Sitting in the coop of circumstances, smelling all the circumstances, be negative. And, and not too long after that, we become a depressed person. Come on. Depression, oppression, possession. If the devil can make you depressed, he will then oppress you and you will ultimately be possessed. And I want to say, get out of that circumstances. Get out of that coop. Many times I meet people and it's almost like, how do I get out of this? Well, we need to get you out of that because first you need to know who you are in Christ. I'm just doing a comparison. In the sky, the eagles are in control. An eagle will always build his nest in a tree, high up in the tree, close to the crown of the tree. Jesus died 2,000 years, hang on a tree, hang on a cross. Come on. Do we still believe in the cross? Do we still believe in the message of the cross? Do we still believe in the blood of Christ? Because we have churches today that don't want to preach about the cross. They don't want to talk about the cross. They say it's too bloody, it's too messy. It will offend people. Come on, church. 
But the eagle built his nest high to the cross, to the high to the crown of the tree as high as possible, because man cannot get there. And when Jesus died two thousand years ago, he hung at a place where the devil come on church, and he he secured you and me for eternity by paying a price. But when I look at the eagle, that's where the eagle that's where the eagle built his nest, so that man cannot not get a hold of him. It's very important to discover your wings. Get out in the coop into the sky. Fly where there is no stench. You cannot go into a chicken coop and it doesn't smell bad. Always smells bad. But in the sky where the eagle soar, the eagle never smells anything bad. Because he soars in clean, fresh air. I remember in my childhood days when I go to the chicken coop, what it smells like. There's always a bad smell. You almost don't want to go there. You just go there to get the eggs. And then you want to get away from that that noise that irritates you. And you want to get away from, come on church, and I want to say to you tonight, let us break away from the smell and the depression and the oppression and the mentality that the devil is trying to push you and me into because constantly that's what he tried to do. But God says it's time to soar out of that coop into the sky. You will soar like eagles. That's what he said. You will soar like an eagle. Soar above and not beneath. Bible says you're the head and not the tail. You know that. Why does God say you're the head and not the tail? Because God knows pretty much what a head looked like. And he also knows what a tail looked like. I'm so glad God does not make statements that, that, that is in conflict of reality and life. Let his spirit take you on a flight and, let you, and lift you behind all the smell of the coop into his clean unlimited sky. Eagles has an awe to them. When we were in Alaska, they took us on this, on this trip. And the, when we were still on our way to the little boat that we're going to get in and then drive into the lakes and see the eagles, we saw eagles sitting on the lamp poles. And everybody's in awe and everybody talk about them. They do a whole tour just built around eagles because there's something about an eagle and while I was in the bus, I thought about the scripture, you will soar like eagles. And I said, Lord, help us that we will be exceptional. Come on. The Bible says that we were wonderfully made. You are a design. Come on. You were made in the image of God. Genesis 1.26 says, God says, let us make man in our image. We don't look like the rest of creation. We are unique. The Bible calls us the crown of creation. Every person that comes out of a womb looks like God. We were made in the image of God. That's why if you vote for abortion, you actually vote to remove the image of God from the earth. Come on. 
Do you know that every person sitting here tonight, when the enemy look at you, you remind the enemy of God. So Satan doesn't want another baby to be born because they remind him of what God looked like because we were made, we were made, created in the image of God. There's something powerful right here. And, and that's why Satan will kill every baby he can because there's one less that can remind him of what God looked like because Satan wants to be God and he tried to be God and God threw him out of the heavens and now he's on the earth and he's in, come on, and he wants to be God. So everything, anything that looks like God, he wants to come against you. And that's why if he cannot kill you in the womb, he will turn you into a chicken so that you are not an eagle. And I want to say it again. If you vote for abortion, you just vote to remove the image of God from the earth. That's dangerous. Come on. So what am I saying to you tonight? I'm so glad you made it out of the womb. I'm so glad you're 80 years old because for 80 years, you remind Satan of what God looked like. So come on, church. We are awesome people. We are wonderfully made. We are created by God for such a time as this. <laughs> I have decided that anything in me that wants to go back to that chicken mentality, because that's what the devil is trying to do with every man and woman. He tries to oppress people. He tries to make people negative. He tries to make people feel like they will never excel to anything in life. In the meantime, God says, I want you to soar. I want you to soar. I don't want you to be stuck in circumstances. And I've met so many people that are stuck in a coop of circumstances. When I walk into their house, I can feel depression. When I meet them, I sense depression is on them. What is that? That is somebody that has allowed the enemy to turn an eagle into a chicken. And God says, that's not what I made you to be. I want you to be victorious. And I want you to soar into the spirit. And I want you to see things from a different perspective. From the chicken's perspective, the sky is a dream. It's a dream that will never come to pass. Because he does not have the wings to take him to the dream world. From an eagle's perspective, the coop is never an option. The coop is a place where the eagle is not safe. Come on. And I want to say to you tonight, may God lift you to a heavenly perspective. I'm not throwing scriptures at you. I don't want to sound like a typical Pentecostal pastor. I want to give you two simple comparisons. Come on, see the picture. See the prophetic picture of what God say. You're an eagle. You have wings. You're created to soar. The sky is the limit. How many of you realize in the sky there is no limit? Years ago, I, had, I heard a statistic that there's about 12,000 planes that hang in the American sky every day at every given moment. 
12,000 planes hang in the sky. When you see a picture of the sky, you will just see white little spots. That's all the planes. And when I fly, and I fly a lot, I think about it. I say, my Lord, there's 12,000 planes hanging in the sky over America. So I lift up my little thing, and I look at where is all the other? I don't see any planes. You know what? God says, my world of the spirit is even bigger in the natural than the natural. Come on, soar. There's room for you. There's room for you to soar. There's, there's not a limit in, oh, come on, church. 12,000 planes hanging in the sky, and I don't even know where they are. I tell you what, they can give another 12,000 planes in the sky and let their 24,000 planes hang in the sky, and we, we will still have space. God is saying, I want to bless you beyond measure. God says, my sky is the limit. God says, I'm ready to take you as high as you want to go. I want to take you as wide as you want to go. Expand your borders. Uh, Isaiah 54, 1, 2. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. For more are the children of the, uh, of than the, of the desolate than the married woman, says the Lord. Expand your borders. Come on. Ex let them stretch your borders. Expand your borders. How many of you are here tonight to say, I am ready for expansion? I mean, I'm 67, and I'm still getting ready for soaring. I mean, I can act old and like I'm on, I, well, I cannot act old because my social security check will not never allow me to act old. <laughs> but you know what? I've met people that are 20 years old, and then they are old. Then I've met other people when they get married, they are old. Then I've got other people when they have their first child, they are old. I mean, other people, when they have their second child, they are old. And I say to myself, Lord, here I am. I'm 67. And I can wear, I mean, I can dress really modern if I really want to. I'm not, I'm like an old school here tonight. But, but you know what? I'm 67. Well, I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to sit in the coop of circumstances. I'm not going to sit in the coop that people will put me into. I'm not going to sit in the coop of religion. I'm not going to sit and die like that. I will soar until my last day. And just before I blow out my last breath, I'm going to prophesy one more time. Why? Because I was not created to sit in negativity. I was created to prophesy prophesy and act like an eagle <laughs> the other day I spoke to a pastor and he said oh Andre I'm down and out I said what's going on and he was talking to me about the denomination that he was in. And it was all about the denomination. I said, your problem is they've built you a cage. And though your problem is the cage is too small for you. And your problem is that if they don't stop 
putting you in the, you're going to die in that cage. And, and I said to him, you better get out of the door when God opens up an opportunity. I said, because you're going to discover that you're going to fly. You cannot fly in that cage. Come on. Don't let people put you into a cage of circumstances. You cannot fly there. I remember those days when I started to preach. My, <laughs> my brother-in-law one day saw me. I never knew he saw. I just heard he said it. He said, he said, to, he said to me, Andre, he said, man, Andre, you know what? When I preach now, I also walk away from the pulpit. I said, wow. I said, my God, it's a big thing for him to walk away from the pulpit when he preaches. And I realized he has been in a small cage where they taught him how you should preach and how you should lift your hand and what you say. Thus, the Lord has given and the Lord, blessed be the Lord. What's that? That's a cage. Well, beloved, lift the Lord and for all. And then they even have a pulpit voice. I, have, I don't know whether you're going to ever invite me back, but I had a pastor. He had a pulpit voice. He's pretty sporty outside, but when he gets into the pulpit, and the Lord, and he's got that voice, and I said, oh my God, what's this? And one day he had a funeral. It really happened. There was a funeral in Cape Town. It rains a lot, and the soil is very tender. So they throw all these green blankets that they have when you have a funeral to make it look nice. And so they had the, the casket there. And everybody's singing a, a song that is kind of sad because they're going to put this thing, six, this thing six feet six. So um, they just let this thing go down. And the next moment, and he had his Bible open. He had his black suit and his white tie. And he did the whole thing. He was in this cage kind of thing, you know, very priestly. And the next moment... They realize that the, the, the gravesite is going to cave in and all the sand is going to fall in and they're not going to get this guy buried. And he saw it and he says, grab him. I, I mean, grab him, brothers. Brothers, grab him. <laughs> he lost his pulpit voice and then he got his pulpit voice back. I said, my Lord, if I was at that funeral, I would have grabbed that cage, crashed it, and said, never go back to that thing. The Lord has given and the command church. Don't let anybody. Oh, how many of you realize I don't have a cage? How many of you realize I will not fit into a cage? You're not going to get me into a little mold. <laughs> not me. <laughs> and I'm happy where I am. When I open up my wings in the spirit, I just say, And I just started prophesying here and grab this guy by the chest. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I go home, I said, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. What did I do in this church? Oh, my God. This is church of God. Church of God.
and I'm delivered and I'm happy and Jesus loves me just the way I am and I'm not going back to the chicken coop full of poop. I just got this from that guy. And if he gives me this, it's okay. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Stand on your feet. Give me some music. And let's do eagle praise and worship. How many? Come on. Brother, I don't know what's going on with me. I went to a church one day. They sing, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I said, wow. Praise God. I went to another church. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Oh, God. This world is a mess, and I want to go home. Come quickly, Lord. Come oh, what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. As long as Jesus tarry, I don't want to go home now. I'm not depressed in my worship. I'm not depressed in my praise and worship. When I say praise God, praise God, I don't sing it with a depressive spirit like a religious person. I sing it like an eagle who's been set free. Come on. Are you getting the message? I know this is funny. I know this is strange. And I know some of you will talk about this for weeks. You will not believe me. We had a guest speaker. You will not believe me what he spoke about. From the pulpit. Liar. I said it outside of the pulpit. And if I need to say it in the pulpit, I will. Why? Because God is not stupid. God is not dumb. God says, that's why I said you will soar like eagles. Sovereignly, I made the chicken so that you can eat it. But I do not compare you with what you eat. I compare you with a one-of-a-kind bird out of more than 10,000 bird species. Until this day, the eagle is different. You always see him afar off. He never comes close to your rich. And God says, I'm going to lift you so high that you will not even come close to the rich of man. 
I remember the word that God gave me early 80s. That says the Lord, and you will go to America, and your name will get known in America, and no man will have the key of thine life. Do you know how many times they have tried to get the key of my life? They tried to control me. They tried me to prophesy according to what they want me to prophesy. They tried to use my gift. I even had one church. They want me to bring me in just to generate money for them. I said, no, sir. You cannot control my gift. I'm an eagle. I fly and I fly say this after me I'm an eagle by spirit and tonight I will start to soar in my finances in my health in my thinking in my family in everything I do Many times when I look at the worship of the church, I say, okay, they're in a cage. They got stuck. They've got three songs they sing. Next year when I go back, same thing. And I want to say to the praise team here, never allow the enemy to put you into a coop with your praise and worship. Every now and then, break loose. Like you did with that song, break loose. Come on. I love it when worship sometimes just break loose and the eagle in the worship comes out of the worship and all you can see is here we go oh my god there's an eagle in the house it started on the platform it started on the, come on church ah you must see the eagle in my preaching I want to see the eagle in your worship I want to see the eagle and how you operate and everything you do I want to see the eagle you say tonight this is the beginning of a season of soaring come to the altar this is a season of promotion in the spirit if you say tonight God lift me out of the coop come on lift me out of the coop lift me up lift me up Come on, God, I'm out. God, I'm out. I'm out. You're not going to find any kind of poop on my legacy. You're not going to find it in my preaching. You're not going to find it in anything I do. I'm not better than anybody else. But I fly in different places because I don't fly with the cowbirds. You will not find my eggs in other people's nests. I have my own identity. I'm proud of my legacy. I don't lay my eggs in any kind of nest. Come on, there's many, that's what the cowbird does. And many Christians are like cowbirds. Every week they are in a different church. I've met, I've met Americans, they have three churches. I've, got, I've met Americans, they say, well, I have two churches. I say, how can you have two churches? How, how can you give tithing to three churches? Come on, get your identity right. Find out where you belong. You cannot be in everybody's nest. Get order back in your life. Father, I pray tonight that you will lift people up, that you will lift people up. Oh my God, I pray God that we will push our children into flying. We will push our children into soaring at a very young age like the Palace of Praise is doing. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.